Today we are joined by our guest, Gigi Howard. She is a personal trainer, food blogger, and is days away from earning a Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science and Health Promotion. And she also happens to be one of my best friends. Gigi, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about why you chose this field of study and what your specific interests with this degree are. Yeah, so it's funny because when I entered college, I was actually a business degree, and I think a lot of people, when they start out, they don't exactly know what they want, what they're interested in, Um, but I was fortunate enough to kind of grow up with a healthy lifestyle. My parents always, um, not enforced, but I guess recommended, you know, eating well, um, exercising. I was in like every sport possible growing up. Uh, my mom's an insane cook. My Nona is, my brother is, um, everyone in my family seems to kind of have that under control. And I guess that kind of just led me to, um, exercise science. My brother's also a physical therapist and he graduated with bachelor's of science in exercise science as well. Um, but when I first got into it, honestly, I was just curious about what the field held. I had taken, you know, a couple biology and human anatomy Mm. courses in uh, my prior high school years, but hadn't really gotten into depth. But that being said, I kind of thought right off the bat, oh, I want to be a nutritionist. And same thing with, I know you, Megan, wanted to do that and a couple other friends. Um, And we kind of got shot down at the fact that (laughs) our degree might not actually fit that quite as well as we thought. Um, Right. We're definitely a little bit bummed. And then, you know, I went on a bunch of different routes of I want to be a PA. I want to be, I think at one point I want to be a nurse, which is because <laughs> I do not want to be a nurse right now. Um, but, yeah, and I think my passion for it just grew. It wasn't necessarily something mm-hmm. that I went into college loving right away. I think it was just something that I grew up knowing a little bit more, I guess, than the average person about and when I say a little bit more I mean like I kind of knew where my scapula was like, <laughs> right to, like I don't know I mean nothing huge nothing major and then just being surrounded by my brother like I said who's a physical therapist mm-hmm. um and his love and passion for it as well um, definitely so yeah I would say that was th- those are my biggest reasons for why I chose exercise science Awesome. Yeah, I think none of us really knew at the beginning what all it entailed, right? We think we want to be personal trainers or we want to work in a gym, but we really had no sort of scope of everything that was involved. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So then also, yeah, you touched on being an athlete growing up um, and you were a college athlete for a little while, unfortunately, until you uh, were injured. So how do you think that proper nutrition sort of helped you um, in high school and then in college, and how did you see that culture of college athletics? You know, I, I know from experience as well that it's not necessarily the healthiest um, environment nutrition-wise and eating-wise, particularly at the D3 level. Um, so how do you think proper nutrition helped you as an athlete? Yeah, that's a great question because I think it's something that, honestly, we don't really talk about um, enough, right. especially amongst females. I know I had never heard of the female athlete triad until I got into college. You don't know what it is. You don't even know, you know, if yeah. you have it because you don't, you don't know what it is. But honestly, a lot of my friends um, had, you know, not maybe not the full triad, but definitely pieces and parts. I have mm-hmm. a friend that has osteopenia and she's my age. She's 22. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think nutrition is probably the biggest mistake or you can make or the biggest improvement that you can make you can Mm. go 
you know, totally positive or totally negative. So true. Because I think a lot of the wrong things are preached with fitness because there's a lot of body image. You know, you're mm-hmm. surrounded by people generally in, you know, tight fitting clothes. I know soccer is a little bit, you know, maybe it's not super tight, but you know, you see people's bodies around yeah. you're in a locker room with them. Or if you're swimming, obviously that's a very, um, you know, close environment if you're mm-hmm. running. So, yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes is that people are constantly, um, you know, comparing themselves to mm-hmm. each other. And especially with sports, that's something that we cannot do because every single body is just um, incredibly different and right. diverse. And I think like, you know, and I've had friends that say, what do you eat? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I eat because what I eat is 100% not what you should be eating. Totally. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways. So, um, but, you know, I think some things are preached too much. Like, God, I went to an ID clinic for soccer and I think I, they gave me like three protein bars a day and I was like mm-hmm. 18. So there's things that are pushed too much. Completely. Um, you know, obviously some women aren't getting enough protein and some women are getting too much. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, eating what you want to eat and um, everything like that. But before and after sports, you can get into that as well because there's a lot of people, you know, if you play a college sport, you've probably played that sport for a very long time. Like for soccer, I started playing yeah. when I was like four, mm-hmm. you know, you were probably similar with tennis. You probably started really early. Right. I know a lot of my friends started, you know, multiple sports growing up, but then they really focused on that one. Um, but when you, when you stop playing in college or mm-hmm. if you play through high school and you stop playing when you're going into college, I think that is the hardest part because you're kind of completely lost you have zero guidance other than what you've taught yourself along the way mm-hmm. so and I guess with me it was a different circumstance because it was more abrupt right um, but I think with any athlete whether you got injured or not whether you had surgery or you didn't you have to give yourself time to just kind of chill out for a little bit mm-hmm. and um, I think that's honestly the biggest thing that helped me was just letting my self or being patient with myself Mm -hmm. um, because obviously you know my body was different after my injury and a lot of people's bodies are different just because they simply stop playing they lose muscle mass you know completely lose cardio and they don't really realize that they think once you're an athlete you're an athlete forever and Mm -hmm. in some cases that's true yeah you're going to be more athletic and better at things than the average person but compared to your old self you're nothing you know it's just it's not the same right so I guess and one way to combat that, to getting back in and not, you know, overtraining yourself is just to, like, get creative with what you're doing. I know I started cycling mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> yes. Um, and that was a lot of fun because it was something that I wasn't really able to do necessarily because yeah. training for soccer. Sure, you could cycle in off season, but I don't know. I guess I just never had that opportunity with yeah. um, club soccer and off-season training. For it wasn't a well. priority, right? Like, you had so much other training to do that once you did that, you weren't – you didn't want to do anything else probably. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was enough, and it was just – it burns you out a little bit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, not every college athlete could say that, but I would say my parting with the sport might have been a little bit easier um, than some, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but, yeah, so just, like, exploring new things, cycling, you know, cross-training, something like that. And now that I'm a personal trainer and I train people, you know, I can use that knowledge and train myself and 
get creative Completely. with what I'm doing because, um, you know, we know kind of how things work, how you build muscle, where you want to build muscle, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's my entire answer. For <laughs> it was a great answer. <laughs> it was perfect. So any kind of going off of that as a final thing on, on college aged women and particularly in, in sports, but maybe just in college in general where, you know, we talked about the culture within athletics that eating is not always a priority if it's, you know, going out to eat after games or just throwing a bunch of protein bars at you. Um, any tips that you have for just women in college in general who are trying to eat a nutritious diet uh, while in school and feel like nobody else is really doing that? Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's hard, especially if you're a female that wants to eat healthy and a lot of your friends aren't. And mm-hmm. you see that a lot on sports teams because a lot of people just don't care what yeah. they're consuming before, <laughs> after, or during, you know, a match, a sports game, anything like that. Um, or just in general, they don't right. really care. And I think a lot of people can be kind of ostracized, honestly, mm-hmm. um, by eating healthy and just having a healthy lifestyle. So, yeah, I mean, one way – to overcome that because I know I definitely I don't want to use the word picked on but yeah. <laughs> um, definitely have gotten criticized by mm-hmm. friends you know um, co-workers and a lot of people that I've just worked with throughout my life mm-hmm. and I think it's just that you kind of have to you just have to own it because there's nothing wrong with eating healthy um, and I think people it's an insecurity when they pick on you for eating healthy and I think Completely. it's just subconscious and I never once said back to them something negative about the way they eat or mm-hmm. ate. And I think when I didn't get back to them on the way they they kind of backed off because they're like, you know, what's the point? And honestly, what is the point of criticizing right. how someone, someone's eating? It's a really personal decision. You know, you don't know if that person has, you know, if they're sick or if they have some sort of disease where they eat need to eat a certain way. Mm-hmm. They could have allergies. A lot of people don't really like to talk about it. Um, oh, right. It's not something you broadcast, way, right? Sorry, what were you saying? It's not something you want to broadcast necessarily if there's a specific reason. Yeah, and, it's so true. I mean, yeah, and, and my brother battled a stomach um, disease for years and he still has it. And yeah. honestly, a lot of his friends don't know about it because he just doesn't want to tell them about it. It's not that he's embarrassed. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's a topic that most people want to talk about because it's right. so personal to them. It's like telling someone, you know you have stage five cancer. Some people mm-hmm. just don't want it to, not that it's that comparison, you know, obviously of course. it's not even close, but it's just something that's really personal to a lot of people and a lot of people don't understand that. But um, I would say the biggest thing that really helped me stay on track, I guess you could say, um, and just constantly, you know, eating healthy was to meal prep. And I know it's mm-hmm. something that's preached amongst a lot of people and there's a reason that it's preached yeah. because it ah, works for good um, reason for the most part <laughs> um you know if you're willing to give up a couple hours in the kitchen on like say a saturday or a sunday mm-hmm. um and then i think you know you meal prep and so now you have some lunches or dinners or maybe some breakfast but then it's like well where are the snacks so i think snacks are a big definitely um, that we see today and snacks are filled with like the worst things ever i mm-hmm. feel like now what people give their kids or what they eat after a game or to fill the void. And I know I've definitely been a victim of that as well, but right. um, I don't know. I mean, the snacks that are my favorite, definitely just fruits, veggies. I have some bars that I would always promote like mm-hmm. perfect bar, epic bar, 
stuff like that. Um, but just making sure you always have something on hand too, especially with sports, you're probably always yes. hungry. Um, yeah. So just making sure you have something on hand that's um, whole food if you can. Um, but yeah, meal prepping has been a godsend. I would say a lot of people would agree with that as well. Definitely. I think meal prepping is so, like you were saying, it's very preached right now. And a lot of people that, that don't want to do it maybe are kind of sick of that. But I think for me personally, and a lot of people I know that um, I like eating healthy, right? So if it's prepared and it's there, I will eat it. But if it's not that easily accessible, I'm less likely to, when I'm hungry, start, you know, cooking something when it's going to take 45 minutes um, to prepare. So I think the meal prep is, it's good from a nutritional standpoint, but it's also good just from a behavioral standpoint as well. It just keeps you more on track. And then whether or not you actually eat all of that meal or you skip one of them that day, you always have something. Um, And I think that really helps people, especially in college when you don't have a lot of time or maybe a lot of um, space in a refrigerator. (laughs) Um, Right, yes. Other things to consider. Yes. behavioral is definitely true there as well. So going off of your um, interest in nutrition and meal prepping a little bit more, um, Gigi has an awesome Instagram account. She's at Gigi Eats. There's two eyes if you want to follow it, but she basically posts amazing recipes and live workouts, um, different products that she's using, foods that she likes. Um, So I wanted to kind of talk to you about your account because I've like known you through the evolution of it, right? Before you had it and now, (laughs) and now using it and kind of how it's changed and what you've done um, working on it. Um, So talk a little bit about what made you want to start it and, you know, what you post and how you work your account. Yeah. So um, I started it honestly because I was posting food pics (laughs) on my normal Instagram account. (laughs) I felt like I was annoying the people that didn't want to see it, even though that might not be the truth. You kind of just have that Mm. feeling, I I guess. Um, So yeah, I just kind of started it up one day. I made sure I had a substantial amount of um, food pics to get me over some busy times that I might have. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of started it up. Um, It's been a lot of fun. I definitely have had like some lulls. I think, you know, when I'm going through a semester of 18 credit hours, you know, working. Um, And so I think in a lot of people that have the food accounts um, probably have that same problem mm-hmm. um, it does take a lot more time than I guess you would think than most people would think um, yeah. because there's a lot more that goes into it and especially like the cooking part takes a really long time mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that I post now um isn't you know like uh, a big fancy recipe like mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff is quick like I love posting smoothies and I love yes. I have a smoothie like every day because they're just really quick it's a good way to get nutrition in it, and they're just really good and refreshing, and I'm always in the mood for one. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's something that um, definitely has been more of a, a bump than I thought it would be just mm-hmm. for the time, I guess, piece has been a bigger bump. But I guess there's, you know, a lot of things that go along with it because when you start an account like that, then you get your friends and your family that follow, and then they kind of see you in a – you know, in a way that they haven't seen you before because you're kind of in a more vulnerable state. You know, I try and show my face in there as much as possible. The ones that I follow, you know, are constantly showing their face. And honestly, 
my belief is that if you want to grow your account, you have to show your face yeah. because people want to show their face. Yeah, I mean, and you can definitely attest to that as well. Um, but yeah, I think being vulnerable has been kind of the harder part. You have the friends that, mm-hmm. you know, think some stuff you're posting is like funny or some stuff you think is, you know, legit, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's been a lot of fun. I'm really glad I did it. And now I'm really able to focus on it because mm-hmm. of the whole quarantine. <laughs> right. Um, so, you're locked in yeah, your kitchen. Yeah. I think so, that's, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely try and stick with it. I really want to grow it, um, to become an actual, you know, food blogger account. Mm-hmm. Um, that would definitely be a goal of mine. And like I said, it takes a lot more time than I think, but I feel like mm-hmm. once you get big enough, you can post a picture of like, your kid's foot on there and you get <laughs> exactly so, um, you know it's all relative what the work is and how much like mm-hmm. right now where I'm at with how many followers I have I still have a lot more work to put in mm-hmm. and once you get to a certain number I'd say you can kind of not stop working but just right more into your day-to-day life so definitely yeah, it's been a lot of fun definitely glad I started that up well I'm glad because I love your smoothie recipes all the time Um, thank you (laughs) but I think that's interesting that you mentioned the vulnerability aspect because I would say I from the outside it would seem like the most difficult part of of keeping up that account is is doing just that right having enough to post and trying to um, make sure the food looks good and where's your angle and your lighting and how long did you spend cooking it but it's interesting to know that you know, that is a difficult part showing your face and talking on Instagram stories and um, really feeling like trying to establish yourself as an expert. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that's something a lot of people can um, relate to. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Well, I love all of this information from you. I'm so glad we got a chance to talk about this. We could talk about food and college sports and cooking for probably three hours. Um, (laughs) but is there anything else you want to add? Um, anything else you want to say about nutrition in general, about people going into this field, looking to study it? Um, yeah, I guess if any advice to someone going into it is to just be yourself. And I think honestly that goes with most careers out there, but Mm. with exercise science is a very, you know, hands-on field and you're always, always working with people for the, you know, for the most part. I mm-hmm. can't think of one that you wouldn't really be working hands-on. Um, and so just being yourself and developing who you are as far as what your character is and how you act around people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that my freshman year, I was scared to probably just give a normal presentation and yeah. now I could go talk in front of, you know, a huge group of people and I would love it. Like, so true. It develops you. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely agree with that. Um, it develops you in a lot more ways than you think. And mm-hmm. I would say that most college degrees would do that, but this one has had just so much human interaction that, and honestly, I think that can grow you in every single way that you need to grow is just by learning definitely. how to work with other people because for the rest of our lives, <clears throat> we're going to be doing that. Um, so yeah, definitely excited and glad that I took this field, um, and, or chose this field Mm -hmm. and will now have a degree in it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then as far as nutrition advice, I just say, 
always is to, you know, understand that your body is different than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't compare yourself. It is so easy to compare yourself right now with social media. Oh, yes. And thinking, oh, this person had this for breakfast and I had, you know, fruity pebbles. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so hard to compare yourself because I'm sure that person has fruity pebbles too. You know what I mean? And so, exactly. I mean, not fruity pebbles is a terrible example, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but, so. <laughs> um, you know, everyone's different and especially on social media, I don't post everything that I eat. Exactly. And, but yeah, if I'm being honest, a lot of the stuff that I post is the healthiest stuff that I mm-hmm. do eat. So, um, you definitely don't see it all. You definitely see the, the highlight reel of someone's life. Totally. And that's definitely something we have to watch out for. So yeah, that is my awesome. last uh, words of advice. I completely, completely agree. It's so easy to think that, you know, everyone on social media is just eating this all the time and it was so easy for them to make this and, oh, they don't crave unhealthy things. Um, and I think that can be the biggest takeaway. Um, and my advice, you know, on on the podcast as well, just regarding nutrition. Um, but I like the way you, you put it. Don't compare yourself to the person next to you. Um, everybody's different. Nutrition's such a personal choice. Um, we can go back to talking about athletes in that way that, you know, it's nobody's business what you're eating. If you decide to share that with them, that's, that's great. But, um, they have, you know, no right to know why you're eating what you're eating and certainly not to, um, you know, criticize you for it. So that was all such great information. Thank you so much for being here. I will put her Instagram in the description. You can go follow her. Gigi, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. Great conversation about all the topics. That's it. <laughs>